sign of life. Oh, killer song. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I can't believe we've waited so long doing this show. What episode number are we up to now? I think this will be 18. Will it really? Yeah. But not only that, people have voted for this episode. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people on social media very excited. So do you know what we're doing out there, guys? Ah. First of all, introductions. This is the 80s montage. Montage. I'm Sammy Hardon. And I'm Jay Jovi. Good to uh, good to be talking to you again, guys, out there. Absolutely. And we've got a whole lot of new Durannies. Yeah. Durannies are coming on. That's right. Because Durani was a thing. Yep. It was in course. the English dictionary. What are we talking about today? Duran Duran. The one and only Duran Duran. The Fab Five. The Fab Five. That's exactly right. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Incredible. You were, When I met you, you were the... You were the um the like the other person that like loved Duran Duran as much as I did. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my Jeez. god, oh fuck, she loves them. And yeah, yeah. Oh, but you're nice. a you're a much bigger fan than me. I thought I was, you know. I, 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 I am a, a fan. Fan. I am a fan, and I've met some of the boys as well, which we'll talk Have about. You? Yeah, we'll, well, we've talked about this in the montage. Did, oh yes, yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm not a fan that wants to fuck them. You know what I mean? Right. I just want to. Chat to them. Hang out. I want to have a big night yeah, with them. Yeah, that's in the right. Day. A big night with them back in the day. Yeah. But I'm not a. I, I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. But we're going to look at the social media. Hello. That's right. We'll do a couple of uh, shout outs to people who have just recently come on board with us. Um, uh, on Facebook, mm. on the 80s Montage Facebook, we're now joined by Marie Annie. Yay! Sharon Watkins, Tash Mitchell. Tash Mitchell. Jesse Woodside, Ben French. Now G'day, ben Frenchie. Ben French is a good friend of ours. That's right. Julie Mitchison or something. Yep. <laughs> Julie Mitchison, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I know my handwriting's yeah. horrible. Da, da. And another Julie, Julie Payne. Julie Payne. We love our Julies, don't we? We do. Yeah. Instagram followers, we've had a few. Carlotta Trenti. Yes. Um, I'm going to take my glasses off. I think off. it's De- Devin Wears 80s or something. Yeah, De- Devin Wears 80s. Yeah, D-Dan, we- oh, I don't know. Brian Leithhead. Yeah. Al Bongrace. Yes. Ruth Proton, <laughs> 1978. Yeah. Coco Chanel Maria. Well, Marie. that might, yeah, that might be Marie. Oh, no. Yeah, kick up. Yeah. Tim Sizzler. I wonder what his favourite restaurant is. Sizzler's. Yeah. Hey. God, we went to Sizzler's very drunk one night, didn't oh, we, fuck, remember? we did too. We fucking had ice cream on pizzas and shit. Oh, yuck. Crazy shit. Skyways Hotel have joined the montage. Yeah, a little better we late than never, guys. <laughs> better late yeah, than never. They'll probably never book us again after <laughs> listening to this. Bloody hell. Good on you, Skyways. We love our Skyways. It was a big night the other night. Yeah, fuck. It sounded great. great. It did. That's yeah. Macca. Yeah. TV shows 2021. Okay, there is somebody else has joined us on Instagram. We also had a fantastic five-star oh, review. What a if fucking If you give us a five-star review. review and it's a great review and it's funny, <laughs> we're going to read it out in the show. That's this right. This is from Frenchie75. We've mm. got a pretty good idea who this is. <laughs> I now, didn't at the start. I got scared. I didn't either. Yeah, so I read yeah. the title and I thought, fucking oh, here we go. Here we it's go. our first uh, bad review because um, – there's some sort of uh, different italics used and different symbols to replace uh, the spell, the swearing. So he's either said these scents are fussed, <laughs> or, or something very is. similar. So um, 
He's got, what a show, guys. Listen to your first show thinking, yeah, right, I'll give it a go. And now I'm all caught up. Binge for a week. We're hopefully binge for a week on the show and not on anything else. (laughs) Not on Magic Mushies. Yeah, although. (laughs) And uh, enjoyed every second. Uh, An endless supply of facts, music, movies and memories mixed with awesome guests and Sammy and Jay's own uncensored experiences of growing up in the 80s. Already can't wait for the next podcast and to hearing Matty Ray's debut on the mic. Yeah, neither can I, mate. Yeah, Um, could be waiting a long time. And now he said Great show scent, I assume it is. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> I think Good it's on you. Oh, it could be cunts, mm, couldn't it? I love that word. Um, Frenchie75, thank you very much, mate. And right back up at you with the love. Good on you. And we should really quickly just do our gig guide. Gig guide! It's special. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Sammy. Since we recorded this episode, a lot's happened in the world, like coronavirus. And guess what? We are now sitting on our asses at home without any gigs. We're going to be fine though. Don't you worry about us. We will be back rocking it at theatres and venues coming soon, depending on when this happens. We want everyone to take care and be really well during this time. But I've got some fantastic news. Because we're going to be sitting at home doing nothing, we're doing one show a week now, people. One show a fucking week and you are going to love it. Not only that, we've had some emails saying, hey, guys... What's going to happen with gigs? Can we help you out with money? You can help if you like. There's no pressure though, but we'd fucking love it if you would join our Patreon, which has different tiers, different opportunities of getting free shit, maybe sex with the crew. You never know if you pay enough. We may even go to that fucking level. Anyway, we also have a PayPal link if you just want to do a one-off donation. Remember, guys, we'll be fine, but we're going to keep you in the loop through the 80s montage and where Rewind 80s is going to be. But anyway, enjoy the show. What a crazy world. It's kind of exciting, We've had the talk at Wentworth. We've had the talk. Have you? Yeah. No pashing? No pashing. See, I've I've been practising. I'm a little bit caught up in it. Are you? Yeah, well, see, I'm, I'm, um, I teach, you know, like I of teach course, fucking yeah. uh, drama and stuff, yeah? Mm, so mm. we've got to be very careful. And, you know, how do you tell the little kids to fucking practice social distancing? Exactly. They, they pick run their ass and, and their nose shit. and oh, touch yeah, their face. The kids aren't really getting it though. No. And if they do, they've just got to be quarantined. But it is a media thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, a it's a huge whip thing. up, mate. Like, you know, but see, I have been. It's bigger than Nick Rhodes' wedding in nineteen eighty three. I've been practicing social distancing. I was gonna oh, yeah. when when we walked in, I just gave you a hug. I was gonna finger you. Yeah. So can, can you see how <laughs> I started pulling back? Can I tell you, I went to get fucking kitty litter today. <laughs> Right, there's and no the dumb litter. there's no kitty litter. You what know why? Maddie told. Sorry, guys, we are, are going to get onto the giraffe. Yes, Fuck they're buying off. it to shit in it and shitting Maddie down in the tray. Told me, and I'm pissing myself laughing, <laughs> oh, going, God. "No, this world is crazy." We are going to get onto Do the Duran show. Are they shitting half on the side of it? Like I a cat don't does? know, and then wiping their hand <laughs> across yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So Duran Duran. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I went to get kitty litter. Yeah. And and this dumbass came to speak to me and he's spitting, spitting. Like, oh, for I'm fuck's like sake. fucking, 
You're worried about the coronavirus, but you're trying to spray it. Don't oh say it. God. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, well. Anyway, Duran Duran. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited. I am too. We know everything about Duran Duran. Well, Duran. look, you know, we're not claiming to know everything, but whatever happens this episode, it is going to be funny. Yeah. We do have a few little tidbits for you. We tidbits. do have a little tidbit. And, tidbit. and um, a tidbit. <laughs> I gave him a tidbit once. And um, <laughs> we're going to look at Duran Duran, yep. the beautiful boys. You know what I love about Duran Duran? There's no conflict about them being an 80s act right down the centre. That's right. Was it June 1980 that they sort of formed? It was definitely they 1980. They formed in 78. Right. But... Um, I think the first album was released in 1980. Is that right? 1981. 1981. June 15th, okay, yeah. so that's safely Through inside. Isn't EMI, it? yeah. Now they're definitely. from Birmingham. They are. So a couple of them are. Yeah, which is yeah. the sort of western Midlands of the UK. So Sounds sort of exciting in Birmingham. It does. It's slightly mm. regional and you can hear it in their accents. That's right. And it was Nick and John that were friends. They that's were right. only ch- children. Like they yeah. only had. One. They didn't have any brothers or sisters. They were like 10 or 11 when they They were. And like they that. used to sit there and work out their tours on paper. Really? And where they were going to tour and what they were going to wear. Wow. So they were already affirming this bloody huge phenomenon that was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is really good because they didn't pay for it, did they? No. From the fucking secret and no. all that shit. No, that's right. Bloody, see, they knew see, it. See, the thing is, they, they would have grown up in Birmingham with such oh, a no. thriving musical community. You know what I mean? It would have been in and around of those, those regional cities in the UK. Fucking, they're just like melting pots of musical talent. I think at that stage, though, London was just going off tap with the new musical artists. Absolutely. That Birmingham, I think the only acts to come out of Birmingham were Duran, UB40 and Dexy's Midnight Runners. But you think of those acts. You, you, you look at, like, Duran Duran, which is basically a fusion of uh, punk, new yeah, wave. Yeah, that's and right. Punk, new wave and rock. Yep. Yeah? Um, you look at UB40, which is basically, um, you know, they're, they're sort of... Um, uh, there is a ska band, a, um, a reggae band, mm-hmm. a reggae band from Birmingham. Mm. And what was the other one you mentioned? Um, it was Dexy's Midnight Runners. Which kind of a bunch of chimney sweeps that yeah. sort of like with a real kind of folky sound. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, they just come Crazy. post-punk. It was post-punk. Black Sabbath? Sabbath? Hello. Yeah. And ELO too. ELO. Well, um, they all claim, um, I was watching... Um, an interview with uh, Duran Duran and they're going through and talking about their influences and look their influences were far and wide they you were know? They like were. you've got sort of um, you've got John uh, sorry not John and I and you'll have to pick me up on this because I get the Taylor boys mixed up okay so Andy the guitarist mm-hmm. talking about his kind of rock influences and everything and like you know bluesy influences and stuff and mm. then you've got kind of Nick talking about craft work and stuff like that, but they all meet in the middle with Bowie, which I thought was a really oh, interesting. Oh, they do. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Bowie um, Bowie was a huge influence on Simon Le Bon, and you can hear it in his voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think even Roger Taylor loved Bowie more than all of them. Yeah, the yeah. drummer. So let's go know. back to the formation. So we've got uh, Nick and we've got John. 
and they're sort of ten or eleven. That's right, in they are um, planning their concerts. So they're sort of they're growing planning up. their concerts. Yeah, I love yeah. it. They they were the first two to meet. Yep. And then and then they did a gig with Duran Duran. Now the lineup was a lot different. It was at was it the Run Runner Club, Maddie? Yeah, the Run Runner Club was the place where Maddie, the two guys. Maddie, of course, is our man behind the bar. Yeah, saying hi to Maddie. Out here in the band room getting himself he's another getting drink. Another, he... He's getting a coronavirus. He is. He's drinking oh, corona to ward off the virus. We're all... <laughs> <laughs> if only it worked world. like that. I fucking hate I'd be this safe. World. Jesus. Yeah. Just wipe your hands, you dirty pigs. <laughs> anyway, um, what I was going to say was... They, the two guys that managed the Run Runner Club managed Duran Duran, right. as far as I know, yep. for the first couple of years. Yep. Because they really believed in the boys. Yeah. Roger Taylor came to a gig, one of their first gigs with Duran Duran, which was very different. Yeah. And Roger loved it and he could see the potential, so then he then joined. Yeah. Um, and John came along. Oh, not John. Um, Andy came along. Andy they, came along. Because they were looking for a guitarist. That's right. And they already had two Taylor boys. Yeah. And when they looked down the list and saw another Taylor, Nick was like, oh, fuck, no yeah. one's going to take us seriously. This yeah. is ridiculous. And he just completely blew them away, didn't he? Well, he was the musical one, and they even say this themselves, mm. that knew about chords and chord progressions right, and all that okay. stuff. Because they're all self-taught musos. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure Andy was to an extreme as well, but yeah. he had more musical knowledge. Yeah, and, he knew the and lingo. He, they he kind of play, I've watched some interviews on Countdown with Andy and they kind of play him down a bit. You right. know, Molly was playing him down a bit, but he was the one that really knew his His shit. guitar work was fucking his, incredible. I know guitarists that think Andy Taylor is one of the best guitarists around. Yeah, good Zach Zedrus is like that. Oh, really? Zachy loves oh, Andy Taylor. Yeah. Um, and it's never an easy thing to play his parts in a Duran Duran yeah. song. Hey, look, they all were. Like, Incredible. Um, um, John on bass is really, really underrated. Oh, um, man. Ro- oh, Roger as a drummer is really solid. Now, Roger, to me, he reminds me of our drummer, Darling Nikki. Oh, just being sort of that stable kind he just, of... I, when I look at Nick to tell him to stop, he gives me that under-eye look that Roger gives when he plays his... It oh, just wow. always reminds me of Roger. Yeah. And he is a smooth drummer. Like, there's yeah. some drummers that are really fucking loud... Yeah, right. ...and overpowering and yeah. you can't mix the fucking band. Yeah. And then sound guys on top of it that are shit at mixing fucking keyboards. Yeah, yeah. Right? Roger was that perfect drummer where the dynamic... Dynamically, he had everything under control, mm. which is a big thing. Yeah. And drummers don't get that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and our drummer gets that. You yeah. Know? We've had yeah. loud monkeys and I hate it. Nick, our drummer, is... Very smart, even though yeah. he probably wouldn't admit that. I can tell he's very smart. Mm. And and Roger comes across to me as being totally. very smart, which is totally. prob- probably why it took 10 years. <laughs> you know, probably well, why it took 10 years. Well, he never off. liked, he didn't like the whole girly fanny thing. He and I don't it. think all the drugs and fast living particularly sat with him well as no. well. No. You know, he was like, nah, this ain't me. Mm. But anyway, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we are. So, so um, at this stage, we've got uh, Roger, we've got Nick. We've but we got don't John. have Simon. We've got John. We don't have a they've singer. Just popped, they've just popped Andy in. Yep. Um, and I think they lied to Andy and said that they had a singer, but they actually didn't. I think they thought that um, if... A guitarist knew that they didn't have a singer yet. He wouldn't take him seriously. So they, they told him a little fib to get him in. Yeah. And I think they were working with Stephen Duffy. Is that his name? Yeah, Stephen yeah? Duffy. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll talk about mm. Stephen later we in a will. certain context. We will. <laughs> oh, but, that's um, great. Um, who was it that recommended Simon to them? A friend of Simon's, a girlfriend, an old girlfriend. Right. And I think she worked at the Rum Runner Club. Okay. I'm going to get the name of that club wrong. I know, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. And this is another thing. Um, Andy was actually from Newcastle, yeah. which is a different region to Birmingham. Mm. And um, he used to have to sort of commute to come and sort of rehearse and travel and everything. And it's a completely different regional accent. Mm. So one thing I love about the UK is the strength of the regional accents within the one country. True. It's incredible. You mm. can – you can um, when I did a lot of um, – when, when I did my acting training and they talked about uh, regional accents mm. – um, and they talked about Australia being a large con- a country and there is actually regional accents in Australia that you can hear 100%. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, but because England's older and, you know, there are, there are longer sort of traditions um, and they did originate the language after all, English, mm. um, there are very, very strong regional accents like Liverpool accent, Birmingham yeah. accent, Manchester accent. Like, See, you know. Andy to me sounds like a Beatle. Oh, well, Nick sounds completely ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nick sounds th- – they couldn't understand each other. Yeah, Andy, no, Andy I and get Nick that. could not understand each other. I watch um, EastEnders but I can't understand Coronation Street. Yeah, right. I can't understand what they're talking about. Oh, okay. I can't work out what the dialogue is because it's a different thing. Yeah. Where yeah. EastEnders I'm cool with. Yeah, right. So, you, yeah, it's, it's uh. interesting how the – Thing. So I brought up acting there mm. um, and I'm going to segue back into Simon Le Bon because Simon was an actor. He was training uh, uh, acting school. He was actually, um, yeah. And he was an actor. So he had a really close uh, affinity with language. He was a great writer and he, he turned up with all these lyrics. He turned up at his audition and um, showed them his kind of poetry book, you know, his his sort of scribblings. And, oh, my God, you should see these scribblings. Mm. It's like... It's like Planet Earth. There it is. It's like um, um, Girls on Film. There it is. It's like Careless um, Careless Memories. There it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that was a gem for them. For him to turn up with a a book of of lyrics was worth more than any money they could ever ask for. Oh, yeah. Because it always is. And they're very good. Oh, and Shofar as well, which is like one of our um, favourite songs. Maddie, Maddie, our man behind the bar, and I used to do it night version. Yes. And so night version is yet another um, Duran Duran reference. That's right. Um, Night version. Um, I'll come back to that. I'll yeah. come back to that because it's sort There's of... There's so much to talk oh, about. Fuck. Where do you start? I'm tumbling over myself, mate. Anyway, so bloody... Um, remind me to talk about night version. Yes. Anyway, bloody... So so um, um, we're talking about Simon Le Bon being yes. an actor. Yes, He had a very close affinity with language. Uh, he turned up with all this poetry. And if you look at... Like, you think Duran Duran, you think kind of a poppy boy band. But, That's exactly right. But the musicianship is fucking incredible it within is. that band. Absolutely. The lyrics are fucking incredible. You go in and have a proper look. They're so metaphorical and sort of um, uh, trippy. Mm. They're so psychedelic, mm. the language. It's sort of um, you can see how much Bowie has had an effect on Simon's lyricism. Yeah. Because they're very Bowie. You know how I? Uh, you know how when we were um, rehearsing Bowie... 
I said, oh yeah, you get your normal verse at the beginning with Bowie, Bowie, and then it's like it just gets weird throughout the song. Yeah. It happens with Duran and Duran as yeah, well. You yeah, read the lyrics. Yeah. Well, I looked at, um, oh, we've got a couple of astrologers that have jumped on board to the 80s montage, oh. which is really lovely. Really? I don't know what I said, but um, I have met Simon yep. Le Bon. Yep. Where'd you meet him? It was at the Hyatt in Melbourne, uh, and I think it was Grand Hyatt or the Park Hyatt? The Grand, Grand Hyatt. The one in, in the city. The one in the city. Yeah. And he came up to me because I'd finished a gig and I was sitting there in a chair. And he Where? was talking. In the bar? In the bar. Of course. Yeah. And I, I think either I was dating someone and we'd stalked them. I can't remember. Might have been the. I can't remember. Anyway, he came up to me and just. Um, I started talking lyrics with him. Yeah. Because my favourite Duran Duran lyric, and I hope I can rem- remember it, is Your CD Judgment. It's from Notorious. Okay. I can't remember it now. It's, yeah. And I said this to him, which yeah. is funny because he's all about lyrics. And he went, oh, yeah, thanks. And then he was very standoffish but then warmed up. But yeah. it was just weird how he sort of came up to me. And I was dressed in just outfit from the Jewish function I'd done. Okay. Because I did a Jewish function. So you look smart. Look smart. And I then started talking to him. There was a couple of other things that happened that I don't want to discuss because I want to keep it private because there is a, a play out that they do for Simon when he's on tour. Okay. The, the record company EMI. Right. And it's quite full on. But I What do just, you mean a play out? Well, they have women <laughs> come through and play the game and show him photos and, and just do this whole scenario. It's okay. part of the deal. Right. right. And I have heard this. So he thought mm. I was part of the deal. And I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, Dude, I'm not here for fucking that. I see. Right. Okay. So when you, if you have a rider with a band, sometimes on that rider there could be things that just something you need to, it tickles your fancy. Right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and uh, for anybody not in the know... You can put whatever you like. Absolutely, on the rider. if you want an elephant, the, the rider is basically saying the gig rides on these things, and this is what you have to provide for us to play this gig. And so, it was purely innocent. It yeah. was innocent, but he was never going to do anything because he's obviously very happily married and yeah. all that stuff. And I love Yasmin. I mm. think she's amazing. But I just happened to be in this. Um, bar and he came up to me and I had all my friends waiting for signatures for the records and stuff. I think it was me just sitting there going, okay, he's going to come up to me. So I had a look at his astrology yesterday because I thought, why the fuck would Simon come up to me? He's full of Scorpio energy. Mm. He's a Scorpio. So all that writing we see um, in his work is all about that undercurrent. They're very dark. Scorpio are dark. They wow. get very fucking, you know, they talk about stuff that other people don't talk about. Yeah, right. And that's like, you know, with the shofar, that was about a, a, a lady that he fell in love with from, I think he went on a kibbut or something. And a she what? was an Israeli soldier. Is it a kibbut? Kibbutz? I don't know what a fucking kibbut is. is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what like a fucking kibbut is. A kibbut? But Maddie, what's a kibbut? Maddie, oh, okay. <laughs> Maddie just said fuck. It was something I know anyway, and he was in love with this Israeli chick who was an army chick, and she was driving he was on a kibbut. A kibbut, I think it's called a kibbut. What but, a know, car or a boat? No, it was a. She was an army chick. She was tr- she was driving an army fucking oh, vehicle. Oh, Bubba, a canook. 
No, not a canoe. Oh, it wasn't okay. a boat. It was on in the desert. And he fell in love with her and he wrote the plane lyric about her okay. driving, her and a girlfriend. Awesome. Anyway, so, yeah, Scorpio, full of scorps and the two boys, John and Nick, were Geminis. Right, So right. those two were thick as thieves. Okay, so we've got our full... We've got our full five now. We've got we've, we're now we at a have. place where we've got uh, Simon on lead vocals. Yeah. We've got Andy on lead guitar. Yeah. We've got Nick on keys. We've yeah. got Roger um, bringing up the back on drums, and we've got John on the bass. That's right. And providing the good looks and the hair. Everyone. Yeah. So who was your favourite? Um, <clears throat> you know Do what? Do you have a favourite? Well, look. Because I'm a singer, Simon, and because I'm yes. a lyricist, Simon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I always did love John, but they always seemed like a bunch of pricks. You <laughs> yeah, know what right. I mean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. such an untouchable yeah. quality yeah, about I know. them, I and know. I kind of love that because I do too. Kind of in English, of <clears throat> you know, English are very affable. They're very friendly, mm. and so when. When someone is English and not like that, it's like, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're very uh, English are very big on social discourse. Yes. And so these guys had quite a frosty energy. Yeah. They look like pricks. You know I what I mean? I think that was a protection device though because so many chicks wanted to root them. Yeah. Because they're that, all very grateful for their fans. And they say that as well. Yeah. Like they are yeah. so dedicated to their fans. And their Durannies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have been in a situation where Nick and John were out front of the Hyatt and Nick was okay. Mm. John just walked straight in. But right. I don't blame people for that. Oh, it's my God. It's a hard job, man. Yeah, can you and, imagine and Nick had a, John had a lot of trouble with drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he went to rehab. Yeah. He was quite lonely. I've got the book there, the John Taylor um, in oh, the Pleasure Group. you do too. Yeah. Fuck, and he okay. got very lonely on tour and it's very hard. People don't understand it's not all tits and feathers, it's is it? It's not all tits no. and feathers as we found <laughs> out. <laughs> as we found out. So he would get quite lonely in a hotel room and he would just – he had a girlfriend – and it says this in the book, yeah. but he'd fuck the fans or whoever yeah. and take drugs because he'd take the drugs so he didn't feel anything. And he wasn't great there for a while, but now he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And they can look back at it now and go, fuck, this was a pretty unique time. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, look, he, he was a beautiful looking guy. Oh. Um, and... He had the most amazing hair as well. Out yeah. of all of them, they all had yeah. fucking incredible hair. They did. His hair was just beautiful. He yeah. was a very sort of – had quite a feminine look when he was young, you know, like yeah. he looks like a really hot chick. Well, it was androgyny. Oh, it's yeah. Best. Well, that's right. Yeah, no. yeah. So their, their first look um, – and it's very important to mention this. Even though, even though I've said they're great musicians, even though I said they're great lyricists, their look was an equally – Big Incredible. part of their act, mm -hmm. big, and I'm not just talking about um, how they looked personally. I'm talking about how their show looked, and I'm talking about uh, how their music was presented visually in terms of their clips and stuff. That's right. Uh, so, um, and it was all done by them. Yeah, that's right. There was no manufacturing. No, that's right. Yeah, it was like we want to wear this. Yeah, and we want to look like this. Yeah, 
and we want to sound like this. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. it was pretty much a rock band with an electro feel. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because Nick Rhodes' name comes from Rhodes the keyboards. Oh, yes, of course. Right? I thought it was around the other way. his surname is Bates. Oh. And they used to call him Master Bates. Hey. Right? And that's a friend of ours yeah. in the last episode, or no, the two episodes before. Yeah. Grandmaster Bates. Mm-hmm. But... He brought a wasp keyboard, yes. which was I think was 195 pounds, yeah. which was a lot of money in those days, mm. 82 or yeah. whatever, and it cost them a fortune. The wasp keyboard was where they started doing doing the arpeggio, yeah. So they they started doing that. So Nick was very excited about having that thing, and then it changed them to sort of techno rock. Yeah. But the thing I liked about the band is in these days when they started, if they needed to do a 12-inch, so they did um, the night version or a 12-inch of Planet Earth because yeah. in the Ameri- in America the first album wasn't the same as the Australian no, version. No, that's right. And because they were um, – uh, Duran were one of the first bands who used to do their own remixes. That's right. So they would do – they would do um, – they would mix kind of stuff for radio, for yeah. mainstream, but then they would do what they would call the night versions. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm telling – look, I'm really telling everybody out there because we've lived and breathed this stuff. Yeah. Um, they they uh, did these night versions and they were basically kind of their mix, like, like what they would have really done if they could have. But it's sort of like – it's kind of like Duran Duran After Dark, you know, like it's kind of... That's right, yeah. And they're beautiful. They're amazing. The the the, uh, the night versions of their songs are fucking incredible. Yeah. They're so exciting. That's right. And and in saying that, there wasn't anything around in those days where you could drum eight bars and then just sync it up. You had to yeah. play the whole eight yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right? Yeah. So Roger had to play mm. the whole eight minutes perfectly. of the drum groove yeah. perfectly yeah. for the longer versions. Yeah. There was no... Cut and paste, do you know what I mean? Can we just mention the name Duran Duran obviously comes from the film Barbarella? And they, no, they, um, didn't they play at a club called Barbarella's? They played at a club called Barbarella's, so that was the reference to Barbarella and um, they obviously kind of from that were tipped off on the film Barbarella. Yeah. And there was a character called Dr. Duran Duran. That's right, yeah, that's right. Duran Duran. Have you ever heard of a young scientist named Duran Duran? Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Dr. Duran. Dr. Duran. I'm Duran Duran! I'm the master of the Vespas! He was a sexual predator. Mm, that's right. But the first album, 1981, so it was producer Colin Thurston, who was brilliant, right? Right. And we had Planet Earth come up first. Uh-huh. Careless, oh, in Australia it was Careless Memories. Yep. And then Girls on Film. Now, mm-hmm. Girls on Film, we've spoken about this before. yeah. yeah. With controversy in the eighties, the video clips, yeah, which is I listened to the other night. It still stands up. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, um, which is awesome. So go back to episode two if you want to hear about that. Yeah, um, but yeah, the US in the US they released the night versions because they thought the US market wouldn't dig the normal stuff, right. and the first album never did great. First, straight away. No, it, it didn't. It wasn't until Rio. Yeah, that's right. And in the US. Looked, that's right, yeah. in the US. Oh, God, Australia took it 
And so I think that's why, remember we were talking about the clip being really sexy and the band not being quite comfortable with yeah. that straight away? Yeah. The, the sexy element is because the way that they were trying to break uh, the US mm. is by um, visually presenting the clip as something that you would play in a club and therefore because there's so many other distractions and everything, mm. they made it quite sexy and quite adult Mm. Um, because it was something that was going to play in a club. So, you know, it's it's based around sex and blah, blah, blah. Mm. That was never meant to see kind of the light of day, literally in terms of being played during the day. That was meant to just be cl- played in clubs at night. That's you know right. what I mean? And so that that's why it has um, that really full-on sort of sexy element. And um, it, it exploded. You know, like girls yeah. on film kind of exploded. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, who actually produced, who produced that first album? A Colin Thurston. Right. And okay. Godley and Crane did the Girls on Film video. Now, what was the link to, um, uh, Video Kill the Radio Star? The guy that did that. Wasn't there Trevor some connection Horn. with him? No, I Is think it Mr. they Buggles just sort of. Fucking, what's it called? No. That? The Buggles. The Buggles. I think MTV had just launched and they were the two kind of first videos to come out. But MTV launched and the very first song that but that came out on MTV was Video Kill the Radio Star. That yeah, was famously yeah. the very first um, I think so, clip that yeah. played. Yeah. But there was some link. Maddie, you might be able to tell us. There's some link between um, – the Buggles and Duran Duran. It's got something to do with the clip. I think he okay. may have directed Girls on Film. I think it may have been the same director or so. Or the the Bobby artist linked somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, it's okay. It's something to do with that. Might have anyway, been Godly Maddie and Cream. Yeah, yeah they might have done that. Mm, mm. Um, but US... Didn't dig the first album straight away. No. It wasn't until Rio came out. Because the um, New Romantics and New Wave weren't huge in the US yet. No. They were huge in the UK. And so um, in terms of their look, Duran Duran really, they, you can see in the Planet Earth clip, they had the kind of um, kind of cravat and frills and frilly mm. shirts and sort yes. of blousy sleeves and that kind of shit, yeah. which was really new wave. And their hair is completely different. You know, their hair is completely different yeah. to, to normal. It's very kind of flock of seagulls looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's they, they quickly got rid of that look, didn't they? Um, they quickly moved on from it. I don't know whether they intentionally met to do that. I just think the mullet came in and then when Wild Boys came out, that's when the look really no, changed. Before Wild Boys, they kind of went really kind of resorty, remember? They, they used that's to wear Rio. Kind of, but they, they, they started wearing kind of... Um, pastel colours. They started wearing pastel that was the That was the video director that wanted to do that. Right. I thought they were consulting with a label. No, no, no. Um, Nick always loved the pastel colours, right. believe it or not. He was a big fan of the pastel colours. Okay. The other boys weren't. 
when Russell Mulcahy got into the video making of Rio and yeah. all the other videos, because Sri Lanka is really the sixth member of Duran Duran. Oh, very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the New York to Sex and the City. There we go. Video yeah. kill directed by Russell okay. Mulcahy. Russell Mulcahy. This is the link, right? Okay. So, so video kill the radio star was directed by Russell Mulcahy. He went on to direct a lot of clips for Duran Duran. But it wasn't until Rio. That's or right. The w- first one was, is there something I should know? Yes. Which yeah. is a standalone single. Yeah. So Russell Mal- Mulcahy is actually an Aussie. Australian. Yeah. yeah. My He's favourite. He's from Melbourne. He's he from is. Melbourne. He's and, incredible. And uh, he did Razorback. He did Razorback. Remember Razorback? I was hoping that was going to be good. Oh, God, it wasn't, no. was it? But, but, I mean, it's still, um, it sold really well. It was, Razorback, Good. if you don't know, is a film set in the Australian outback and it's about this, like, giant, giant fucking uh, feral peak. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. goes around killing people. It's fucking yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, see, Russell Mulcahy always wanted to be a movie maker. Yeah, yeah. And the only way he could do it was to create these little movies and video clips yeah, because yeah. in the day where they started filming Rio, Sri Lanka, they weren't storyboarding. They no. were just filming shit. Like, yeah. okay, Nick, get on that fucking wooden ship and play a sax and then John will be on the cliff playing a sax and then it just goes from a chick. But the, he always wanted the pastel colours. I think pastel was coming in quite big. Yeah. And yeah. they had the girl with the paint on it, you know. What's the one? What's the one where they've got like a fucking lizard man in it? Remember when he pops oh, that's up in the first I think three, it's um. And they're walking up the sand boys. dunes and everything. Oh no, that's that's in Australia too. Yeah. Is there something I should know? Yes. Yeah. 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 They um, loved a lizard boy. Fuck, mate, they had some weird shit yeah. in their fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Maddie's just sticking up discussing. So the site, look, we're going to look at um, side one track listing of the first album was Girls on Film, Planet Earth. Anyone out there? Love it. Yep. To the Shore. Yes. That wasn't on the US version. Careless Memories. I love Careless Memories. Yeah, pumps. I love the video to that. I remember seeing that on Simon Townsend's Wonderworld. Oh, wow. And I love the girl in it because the girl, she's sort of there in the back of a limo and she puts her head on John's shoulder. Yeah. And it was very new romantic. She had a very cute look. Um, side two, Night Boat, Sound of Thunder, Friends of Mine and Tel Aviv. Um, Friends of Mine is another great track. Yeah, yeah. Um, Friends of Mine is quite gothic. It's like when you go to a nightclub and people are waving their arms in the air. Friends of mine. Friends of mine. So dark and so great. Yeah, yeah. Because we've all had that friend that fucks you up the arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what he was talking about. (laughs) And then they were supportive at the same time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it would have been really hard to know at that stage who really liked you for who you were. Yeah, yeah, Or for for what you had. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think... I think with Duran, it would have been the the key, and you can say this about any artist, but like um, the 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 kind of key time for them was right before they broke the US, when they were when they were huge in the UK, and sort of first and second album. Yeah. But it's like that. The, it's like the um, the mega fame that they achieved. Wasn't the point to Duran Duran. No. You know what I mean? Mm. 
It's like Michael Jackson as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's they found it hard to break America at the start. Oh, they did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was quite well, anybody did. I mean, anybody that was in America did. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. the, big, the, the biggest challenge was uh, to, to break the US. But... Um, because in 1983, is there something I should know? Yeah. Was their top single. Like, that was the one that went number one in the UK. Didn't they do some kind of tour? They, they were doing some kind of tour and I think they released... Did they release that and... Was, did they, they released that because Nick went off and did Kaja Gugu's Too Shy. That's right. And they didn't like it much. Right. So, Nicky... Because he wanted to dabble in producing, Nick t- and and Kaja Gugu Too Shy is one of my favourite fucking songs ever. Yeah, um, Nick had a lot of interest in producing, so they kind of put that out as a statement. And it wasn't really there was a twelve inch of it, and there was a single. Yeah, but there wasn't much um, happening more than that. Yeah, um, and Ian Little uh, started producing their stuff. Colin Thurston was doing, I think Colin Thurston was Rio as well. Right. But it's just tricky because they, they got to a stage where they weren't making anyone happy and shit was going wrong. But we'll right. talk about that later because okay. I'm going to look at Sing Blue Silver as well. All right, beautiful. So uh, what what um, I, what time and sort of era are we up to now? Well, About we'll look 82? at Rio. 82? 82. Are we coming into the second so album now? So they've got a month to write. Rio. Fuck, really? After the first album, yeah. They've had a month. Holy shit. So they've released the first album. Yeah, they've released the first album. The country it went crazy in was Australia. Yeah. And when they came out to tour Australia, they couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah. Because it was like countdown crazy fans. Yeah, right, right. Um, Okay. Jesus. And Australia are big music fans. And we started a lot of careers, as we've talked about before. Yeah. With with uh, bands and Duran oh, Duran right. was one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? But Rio, for me, Rio is one of my all time favorite albums of the world. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was a time where I took my ghetto blaster everywhere to mm. my cousin's house, and yep. I would just sit there and listen to this album and lose. My mind with it. Yeah. I was on the beach with him. I was fucking on the staircase. Yeah. Last chance on the stairway, you know. I loved all that stuff and that was the album that I played on high rotation. I actually think Rio for me is a stronger album than the first album. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. And I loved the artwork. Yeah. I loved the artwork. Why do you think it's stronger? In terms Um, of hooks, like melodic hooks or... Oh, I don't know. I might have been at the right age where mm. I could tap into that imaginary. I feel like they truly vibe. knew who exactly who they are. Yeah, on that second album. Yeah. Well, this was the leftovers of the first, though, too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So the chauffeur was already written. Yes. And yep. songs like that. So they just basically went with what they really wanted to put the chauffeur on the first album. Right. And then it just didn't suit the tempo. Well, look, chauffeur is a very um, – chauffeur is sort of for an acquired taste, you know. Oh. And, I, and, and I imagine at the, at the beginning of their career they would have been told, oh, no – you know that's not a that's not a sort of debut hit for you. Like you know, p- pop it on the shelf for a while. Because their albums only had four or five songs on a side. You know what I mean? Yeah, or that's four, right. They, they well, weren't records. Yeah, they, they weren't huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But Rio was the 10th of May 1982. So Fuck, the image. Was it really? Yeah, it's only bloody not oh far. God. It was kind of weird because they did put out the 1981 album and then it was bang, 1982. Yeah, yeah. Um, the image was Patrick Nagel, which designed, and it was the, which I was love the Patrick beautiful. Nagel. Yeah, who did the beautiful Rio at the front of that. Is he dead now? I, I, I assume he might Maybe be. Is he dead now? Maybe. I think he might be not. I don't know. So Rio went number one in Australia. So we loved it in Australia. Um, now this is where they took my own way and changed it a bit as well. So my own way was on the first time. I got my own way, and they slowed it right down. Oh, right. I got. My, I can't even remember how they did it, but it was fantastic. And as kids, you'd go, "Wow." Why would you do another version of the same song? Well, they only oh, baby, had a month. he did die. He died in 1984. Yeah, right. He died in 1984. Yeah. Fucking hell, he was only 38. Yeah. But he was an American, um, American artist. So that, that they I probably love those photos. They're so 80s. Oh, they're so beautiful. And, and there were a lot of portraits and stuff around. And they're really sexy. Yeah, they are. And, and to be honest, they're sort of um, – they're very simple. Yeah. Simple colours, simple lines, but they're very sexy. You know, Absolutely. and we take we take it for granted because um I actually thought the Rio chick on the front of the cover had the same mouth as um John Taylor. Oh yeah. I Thin just lips. I could see his smile in it. Okay. And that's but but they wrote Rio as a celebration of America because they just toured Canada and America. All right. Um, and and Rio was their way of sort of going. This is what it's about. Okay. So yeah. so what else? Um, what else was on Rio? Um, well, Rio side one was Rio. Now Rio, the start of it, you hear the the crazy noise at the start. Uh-huh. That was Nick Rhodes banging poles into a <laughs> fucking banging poles. <laughs> I loved when they acted homosexual. I fucking used to get so turned on by you it. You would swear to oh, God I know. that they were a bunch I of know. that they were a bunch of Vegemite drillers. Absol- and they're not <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love when they act it though? Oh, I love it. Oh I live for shut it. Shut up. Yeah. I fucking when when um Bloody Nick. Nick was the biggest poof of them all. He looked so... So exciting. So exciting. Yeah. And I was hoping, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, when Nick got married, I think it was in 1983, that was like the fucking end of the stock exchange. Every chick in the world was devastated. Yeah, yeah. Because there was only four of them left. Yeah, yeah. And he was the biggest poof and yeah, he was getting yeah. married. <laughs> Jesus What's going on with oh the world? You know, God. at least we could have got in there, but we, you Nick's know. look was just so beautiful. Yeah, like he he had the I most makeup, he yeah. had the most shading and contouring. Yeah. He had the most, you know, the the strongest. It, it was just like made up like a chick. Yeah, like he just looked fucking beautiful. Exactly. His hair was fucking beautiful. He looked like fucking Princess Di. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he had more makeup on at his wedding than his wife. Yeah, yeah. But that was a pretty. I remember so did a I. lot of girls. <laughs> no. Oh, did you? <laughs> a lot of girls were very upset. I remember the time. Yeah. And it was like there were girls screaming, yeah. and crying. Yeah. It was like. Oh, he was so cool. He was. Yeah. But um, God, there's so much to talk about with Duran. That's why. We're going to do two episodes. That's right. Mid, mid-ep, because we're, we're looking at the clock. Yeah. We're up to fucking, I don't know, 50 minutes or something. Yeah. Now, we're never going to get through this. So no. we're going to really power ahead now. 
Well, but we have we, time for uh, any segments this episode. Yeah, Maybe we are. One. We can do one Dick Wonder. Oh, okay. We'll do... We'll do one Dick Wonder and we'll save our ad break for next step, maybe. Yeah. All we right, could, cool, 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 cool. We've had a request to do an ad break, so maybe we could do both. Let's do that Even if the episode goes for a little bit longer. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, designed by Malcolm Garrett, the uh, record cover was designed or finished off by him. Right. Um, Look, I loved all of Rio. Rio was just a magical piece of fucking work. It was you know? it was kind of uh, Duran Duran in like right at the crest of everything. Of of their kind of uh, artistic flex at their kind of uh, the height of their fame. They were still young, they weren't wrecked yet by They were drugs. still living at home with their parents. Yeah. yeah. Especially John. Mm. And John's very close to his family and they were quite religious. Yeah, right. So when John got back from a tour, mm. his dad would always say, turn the music down. Yeah, you know, right. it, was never, it was never great. Mm. But, I mean, Lonely in a Nightmare. Like, I used to have this huge fantasy in my head to that song and and um, hold back the rain. And But let's talk about Sri Lanka. The yeah, fact okay. that they put that fucking country on the map. Now, why Sri Lanka in particular? They, Andy got sick, mm-hmm. the guitarist, and he had to go back to London. So it was during a tour, they all took a vacation together in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And being tight asses that bloody video producers are, they said, stay there, Andy's coming, we're going to shoot some videos in oh, Sri Lanka. Okay. So Russell Mulcahy came along with his bag of tricks and they and, just shot shit. And Sri Lanka would have been as cheap as Absolutely. shit in those days. It, it still was is, like but I mean, Bali. Yeah, yeah. To us. Bali in the, in the bloody 70s That's and 80s. That's right. Yeah. So we see a lot of Sri Lankan children in the videos. We see um, boats and we see them on their Markets ships. Markets and fucking yeah. beach and jungle and shit. Now, and as a kid, I don't know what the fuck Sri Lanka is. No. But I'm learning. Yeah. It's hungry like the wolf. Yes. Right? Yeah. So the but tourism. It's, it's like fucking Simon sitting in the fucking markets, like at that table, like fucking uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> that's right. You know, in fucking that movie. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Yeah, God, how I knew that. Oh, how exciting. And we're sitting here drinking cherry wine at the same this time. This is champagne, is Bubba, it? nothing oh. less. Yes. Um, but, you know, the, the, and this is kind of what we're talking about. The clips, the fucking clips were so exciting. They were. So were all these clips, Ru- Russell Mulcahy, or yeah. is that up later? No. So these, these Sri Lankan clips, Russell Mulcahy. Yeah, okay, right. right, right, okay. Now, Russell... Never storyboarded anything because no. in those days you didn't. You just did pretty Oh, shit. they just went for it. And the boys were so gorgeous. And I think that's why perhaps Russell Mulcahy is a much better musical video clip director than he is a filmmaker. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's I don't right. mean that as a diss. I know, it's not that's, a diss. That's where his yeah. strength was. That's right, that's and, right. And look, um, uh, video clips you don't often storyboard. You just fucking, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Shoot that. Yeah. Well, he did um, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. With all the little schoolboys with the glowing eyes and shit. He had a great mind oh, yeah, absolutely. for video. Yeah. You know. Well, you Russell Mulcahy is one of my favourites. You can do um, You can do just unexplained, random, yeah. uh, abstract shit with yeah. film clips. You just can. You can go a lot fucking further. Well, that's right. But they didn't have enough footage for Rio. 
they hadn't shot enough. Yeah. So that's why we see the double screen and the whole, like, those effects uh. in Rio because Russell was like, I don't think I've shot enough. Because yeah. I think a lot of it they just drank on the island and yeah. shot shit, you know. Yeah, probably. And now my friend Bill Jackson Martin was on this mm. shoot. Was he? Yeah, Bill was. Really? Yeah, he was the photographer. Was he? Of this. So you go out, you go, um, I was working in a modelling agency with What, Bill. so Bill's fucking partied with Duran Duran? Oh, he knows all about it. Oh. All about them. He did the makeup for Wild Boys. That's his makeup when they come out in the Jeep. Well, that's why that's why Bill likes me so much because it would have been <laughs> like meeting Duran uh, Duran again. Bill is incredible makeup <laughs> artist. And he's done all our makeup, at, yep. especially for the start of Rewind 80s. Yes. When we had photos done, he did all that. But he's definitely worked with Duran Duran. Um, he would have been a lot younger then and a lot more, you know, he, he wouldn't have been as out there as he is now. <laughs> we love him because he is out there. He's to be out honest. there. He he's worked with Duran on this. And, and I even know that because you'll see Rio, the video come up, and he'll go, oh, God, I remember that from somewhere. And he won't even remember he's done it. You know? Yeah, right. Um, and he'll go, oh, I went on that. And I said, yeah, you did. That's Fuck. Rio Duran Duran because he doesn't know the videos that much. But um, So Sri Lanka was a really powerful tool for them because it put them in a zone where the videos had a, a little movie, a little story. Yeah. Especially with Hungry Like the Wolf. short films. That's and he right. was try- Russell Mulcahy was trying to make short films because no one would let him make a, a real, real one, one at yeah. that stage. Yeah, no, yeah. they wouldn't. Mm. Maybe because he was Aussie and they were just like, oh, you've got to be American or English. I don't know. Oh, maybe because he kind of didn't storyboard. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe they kind of um, – you got to be very trusted if you're not using storyboards. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. I'm sure Godly and Cream used a storyboard for Bloody Girls on film. Yeah. But anyway, I love all those videos. We saw a lot of videos made in Sri Lanka. So what? We've got A Hungry Like a Wolf. Mm-hmm. We've got Rio. Yeah. We've got... I think Lonely in Your Nightmare. The Morning After. Yeah. What's the... Okay, uh, what's the uh, song list on Reflex? Have you done that yet? On Rio? Yes, on yeah. Rio. Um, Rio, My Own Way, Lonely in Your Nightmare, Hungry Like the Wolf, Hold Back the Rain, New Religion. Now, religion, I didn't even know that fucking word. What's a religion? But I'm listening to the song and loving it. Okay. Right? Did not know what religion meant. Yep. Um, love that song. Yep. Last Chance on the Stairway, what a banger. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Save a Prayer was done in Sri Lanka. Yep. Now, the chauffeur I don't think was because the chauffeur has our beautiful Perry in the video with Topless. Perry, Billy Idol's wife. Yes. Yeah, Perry. I can't remember a second. Lipton. Lip something. <laughs> Perry. Perry from freaking. Lister. Lister. Perry yeah. Lister. Perfect. She's in that video. She's yeah. the chauffeur chick. Yes. So, so that's incredible. Now, I'm going to touch on. My balls. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sing Blue Silver. One of the best fucking. Studio videos to come out. So it was like a, a tour, tour video. It was like tour a tour video. documentary. Yep. And and the title was taken from a lyric from Chauffeur. Sing blue silver. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and eventually when it re-came out, you got it in a blue velvet box. It was oh, pretty yes. cool. And they did a cut down version and showed it on MTV and it was just called Blue Silver. That's right. Um, they but, did. But um, the, the full thing was called Sing Blue Silver and it would have been as rare as hen's teeth. You might have you might as 
Well, you might have been able to buy it on video. On yeah, video you could. Cassette. You could. Yeah. You got it on video. Yeah. yeah. Now, when we were pitching, oh, you Maddie's got it Maddie's out. Maddie's just handed it to me. Yeah. You bastard. When we were pitching the eighties montage, this was something I really wanted to talk about, and that was is this tours. on DVD? Yeah. You can take it home, babe, and have a look. Fuck it's off. It's the best You'll fucking never see movie. It again. I know. But I want to I want to start talking about this. Yeah, yeah, take it home. Sing Blue Silver, right? Now, when we started oh pitching God. the 80s montage, this was going to be my video that I was going to talk about. There is one guy in this video called Spy Matthews. He's the production manager oh, of the tour. He's an Aussie guy and he's the funniest prick you'll ever see on a video, like on any tour. Okay, so he was the tour manager on the 1984 tour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spy Matthews. Now, he's the one that asks people what the bands need and there's no question they need it, including vodka and... The size of the stage, and what the they're hanging up. Remember, I played you some. We're going to look at some footage Let's of Spy Matthews. Now. Let's play yeah. some now. Let's have a look at Spy Matthews. Now, have you held enough seats to put in a sound mixing console 16 feet wide 12 feet deep by two feet high and behind that a lighting a lighting riser 16 wide 12 feet deep by three feet high what a come on listen just because you want to sell more seats scoreboard 34 foot off the ground you must be mad yeah hey you've seen the plans you've got the plot now there's a scoreboard there that means half the picture will be hitting the scoreboard okay can you get it up in the air who says no? That's bullshit. Okay, have you had any problem getting the liquor for the band? The correct champagne? Can you get Stolokhnaya vodka down there? What do you mean you can't? Just because it's Russian? Hey, come on. Every other state in the country, half of them have said, we can't get Stolokhnaya vodka. All you have to do is try harder. You can always end up getting it. I don't care if you go out of state to get it. That's what the band wants. That's what we have to get. Don't you ever use that or I'll kill you. What a fucking legend, hey? What an Aussie legend. Inspiring. Looking after our boys. And just complaining and saying we want this vodka. Or we, or you know, the show has to be this kind of thing. But you know what? That that kind of attitude in Australia was very rare. Yeah, that kind that's of right. Attitude of it's this or nothing else is very rare in Australia, even up till now. Yeah, it's only a very recent sort of attitude shift that we've taken. Yeah. where we've been very particular about things like that. Yeah, before that. And especially the eighties and everything previous, it was like, oh, she'll be right. Yeah, we'll fucking put up with fucking whatever. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. this will do. Yeah, this will do. She'll be right. You know what I mean? So, so um, for somebody to have that kind of attitude of uh, no, it's this or nothing. It's, it's very. The show doesn't go on. That's it's very right. perfectionist and demanding. You know, Absolutely, which and isn't 
Yeah. I love him. Isn't it an Aussie thing, you know? It is. Yeah, and I love him. I think he's fantastic. But he's such an Aussie character. It's incredible. Oh, he's so ocker. Yeah. And he's just a dude that would eat donuts and smoke cigarettes, but yeah. fuck, he can is run. Is he alive f- still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a Facebook and everything. I've fuck. tried to find him so I can interview him because I think it would be piss funny. Yeah. Because it was in a time where, where things would have been so – Australians don't take well to confrontation either. No. You know what I mean? It's no. like, well, you fucking get it or we don't do it, you know? Well, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and where Americans are, are a little bit easier to kind of go, we're not going to do this, but Aussies, when it comes from an Aussie, it's really weird. You know what uh, I mean? Aussies kind of, if you're, if you're kind of at that level when you're saying we're going to, we want that, we're not doing it, yeah. it's sort of fighting words, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like you, right. you want to avoid that shit in Australia. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Sing Blue Silver was incredible. We got to see the, the amount of trucks they had on tour. We got to see the fans. And some of the fans are just crazy. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and they're so cute. Now, the funniest thing, the, my most funniest thing in my life in Duran Duran, with Duran Duran, is when they go and do a f- TV show and it's on this video and they get, they're doing the Union of the Snake. It's a French TV show. The chick forgets all their names and then they laugh oh, at Jesus, her. Jesus, right? really? Yeah, yeah. Then they've got a stand-in saxophone player that gets up and plays the Union of the Snake. Now he's out of time, he's out of tune and it is fucking piss funny. I'm actually going to show you this now <laughs> because I want you to see. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay. All right, we go, I'm going to show you this now. I'm going to find it because I know it's about 29 minutes in. All right. To the Sing Blue Silver. And I just want to show you this because it was just so funny and the guys were all laughing at it, but it made oh them look no. so much fun. Oh, really? But this poor guy couldn't play sax. So oh we'll just no. have a look at that now. While you're having, while you're queuing that up. So we're, are we up to 1984 now? Had they, yeah. re- had they released their third album? Yeah, they kind of have. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might we might polish up. We might polish up with um. We might do one one hit wonder, um, one big wonder, and then polish it up. Okay, all right. This will be an edit, no doubt. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. John Taylor al basso. Roger Taylor alla batteria. La voce del gruppo Simon Libon. Duran Duran John Taylor Basso Basso Italiano Simon Le Bon Fuck yeah Yeah 
Oh, fuck, they're good. funny like when there's some kind of fuck up when so <laughs> when someone hits a fucking bum note or something even when we're playing and it's like oh, oh that was crapola all you can do is fucking laugh and keep playing well the good thing was it was italian tv right yeah. i said french sorry dude that's all right um but the good thing is it was it was mimed, so it didn't oh. matter how bad he sounded, but because he has to play it to mime it, yeah, it yeah. was fucking atrocious. <laughs> They're all piercing oh, themselves. I would be going, what? That's fucking great. That's the best thing. I've, I've, I love that about that movie. Oi, let's mm. do a one dick. One dick wonder. And then let's come back, talk about the third album, and then we might uh, wrap things up for episode two. Yes. Ready for episode two? Two episodes. Fucking Duran Duran. Duran Well, they voted for it. Name so nice, you had to say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Name so nice. All right, so we're going to look at a one dick wonder. This is a very a good song related to Duran Duran. Tell me all about it, baby. It's Stephen Duffy is our one that's dick wonder. It, so I'm just going to find Stephen Duffy. Fucking nice one, dick. Yeah, Stephen Duffy. Let's have a listen to him now. He wants to play Kiss Me With Your Mouth. In the middle. Press it. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so <laughs> press it. Kill it, kill it, kill it. We're pissed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, <baby>. mate. <laughs> Maddie's ma- making suggestive. So, so, um, 
Stephen Duffy. Stephen Duffy was Duran Duran's first vocalist. Yeah, yeah. Got so, rid of him very quickly, though. Well, I can see why. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a okay song, isn't it? It did all right. It yeah, did all right. Yeah, it'd be tough if you were the first fucking singer or guitarist or drummer of a band, and then because you leave, they then go to fucking you know make it huge. I couldn't even tell you what he did next. Who would know? Who would know? But he is our one dick wonder. Probably cried. Probably cried. (laughs) I don't know much about him, but I know that he was Duran Duran's first singer. We won't won't lay into him too much because it it must be tough. It must be tough. I think our next um, one dick wonder is even more brutal, but you'll have to wait for... Good on you, Stephen. The second episode of our Duran Duran special. My God, what a great episode. I mean, what can you say, though? How can you keep everything formulated? I just keep trying to sort of keep on track and there's just so much to say. And now I feel like I know what Russell Mulcahy must have felt like. Yeah, yeah. On the island of Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. Is it an island? um, Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, That was it's a ju- good guess. It's just off. Um, it's just to the east of India, like down the right. Yeah, yeah, I love all that shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. So and, exciting. And, and could you imagine being Russell Mulcahy going? They're all pretty. Where do I start? Oh, they're all fucking stunning. Yeah. I can't go wrong. Yeah. And the music's fucking exactly. fantastic. That's right. Um, so what do you do? Ha- let's have a drink and yeah. just go yeah. for it. Yeah, and then like just shoot an ant and yeah. hope to God <laughs> Nick's behind yeah. it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's put a lizard man in. <laughs> all right. So, um, what's on the third album, Sammy? So we, we're up to the third album. The third album. album is, of course, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. This is where everybody really fucking went for it. Really? Oh, it's I'm just... I'm not a big Seven and the with, Ragged Tiger With fan. the title, with the visuals, yeah. with the songs. Yeah. I'm not hugely into Wild Boys. And it's only 1983, remember, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this is the this, third they year They've really in. rushed the albums through. Third or fourth year in. They're yeah. just going for it. They're just 21st like... 21st of November. They're touring non-stop. They're just fucking going for it. Yeah. Because you know? in... in uh, They were with EMI. Yeah. But in America, they were with Capitol Records. You know right. that building you see in LA? In LA. Yeah. yeah. That's the very special. The big circular yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... The office was in the UK. Yeah. So the UK would always be ringing him going, man, more, get more, these more. guys on your fucking... Mm. It was MTV that made shit happen for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. they were fucking huge. So, yeah, The Seven and the Ragged Tiger. What have we got on the album? The Reflex. Huge song. Yeah. The Reflex with the big wave. I've had dreams like that where yeah. the waves come and nearly killed me. I, if I drink too much and go straight to bed, I sing this, but I sing the reflux. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, see? I love the reflex. Yeah. And they looked hot. Yeah. This is where they had, you know, Simon. So it was had a, a big bit of concert a uh, film. Yeah, clip, wasn't Russell it? Mulcahy did this as well. Yeah. I mean, Russell Mulcahy did this, sorry. Blue, sing Blue Silver was someone else. But yeah. um, New Moon on Monday, that was a cute vid. Cracks in the pavement. Um, I take the dice. Cracks in the pavement. Cracks on Maddie's tongue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I take the dice of crime of passion. Union of the Snake come off this. Now, that was filmed in Australia. Yeah. I can't remember where. I think it was in Sydney somewhere. Yeah. Shadows by your side. Tiger, tiger. The Mm. seventh stranger. Yeah. They loved a little tiger in these times. Such... 
everything's so all those titles are so fucking dramatic, aren't they? They're very dramatic. And that's Simon Scorpio. They love it. He had a Mercury in Scorpio, which is all about communication. Yeah. But he was a moon in Taurus. And Taurians are singers, always singers. Really? Taurus and they love food. And Simon, they love singing. Who's a, who's a Taurus? Uh, he's got a moon in Taurus. Oh, moon so in Taurus. So he is all about communicating with his voice, which uh, <laughs> he did. But now the reflex was the song for me that was about 1980. What year was it? 1980. I keep thinking it was 1985, but it would have been 1983. 1984, let's say. Okay. Say. <laughs> mm, okay. Love that video. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um. This album, this album, it look. How can you possibly produce and go over something with like a fine tooth comb when you're like really pushing yourself to tour, to write? They were so to busy. Record, mm. like how can you? And so I don't know. It seems a little overcooked. This third album. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Wild Boys, I never connected with. The, it was just like the the fucking film clip was like the fucking film clip was like a Broadway musical. It was like a fucking rock opera. You know what I mean? It was it's like, like Alien. It's like if you liked Mad Max Three, <laughs> you you uh, loved Wild I Boys. Didn't mind it? I think I think they nearly fucking died in Wild Boys. Simon nearly drowned in that. Oh, I can see why. Because you know when they're on the windmill and they're going under the water, yeah. Simon nearly fucking drowned. Yeah, right. Oh, that was off the movie Arena. Now, Arena was the next video for the DVD. <laughs> Maddie? What's up there? Russell what did you look the... at? <laughs> I thought there was a spider. She just saw a spider. <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then she, she looked back she looked back like, oh no, oh the show must go on. I knew you must like, have bought yourself. Like, what the fuck is oh, that? That was fucking oh, no. awesome. I know. <laughs> oh fucking hell. I'm so sorry. Well we have a spider on our wall. I love spiders. But oh, I yeah, was obviously. Out whether it was up there. <laughs> It was the fucking, the alarm, She babe. fucking spun around like a fucking dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the champagne. The champagne. Oh, that's what I in. say too. Oh, God, we the love a drink, don't The champagne, I said fucking to all I the sailors. To, I reckon I've been seeing spiders all weekend, though. Oh, fucking hell. Which is, hopefully it means a lot of money or <laughs> Jesus, something. Mate. Maybe it's fucking C19. Been fucking home all weekend of mine with the bloody. What are you gonna be shit? like when we're locked down? When there's a fucking <laughs> national lockdown, mate. I'm gonna be fucking <laughs> drinking, mate. I'll be happy to sit on my ass and watch fucking DVDs. I don't oh give a fuck. Oh my god. 
Um, yeah, look, look, where were we? Where are we, exactly? We're trying to wrap up the third album. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, look, I thought, yeah, look, I thought it was all a bit overdone. You can really tell that they're kind of um, Well, this would have been the pushing. album where they had to really write new shit. Yeah, pushing, you know. And I feel as if, um, I feel as if we're all on drugs at this stage as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the reflex is a ripper. New Moon on Monday was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Union of the Snake, they came out to Aussie. Yeah. I did a bit like of a that. fucking bit of bit of fucking video with the fucking desert desert. Is it? Yeah, bit Mo- of a snake. There was yeah. a snake in there. Went out to Broken Heel. <laughs> did they? I don't That's know. That's probably did they? <laughs> where it was actually. I think it was in we Broken drove out, Hill. We um ten thousand drove out to the desert to do <laughs> a film clip. I should have fucking yeah. killed them all and left oh them out there. God. Nah, that's not very nice. Maddie went to Broken Hill on the weekend. I did too. You know what? On the weekend, I also did uh, the first Manarama fucking gig that you came to mm. as well. And last weekend. Last weekend. Loved it. Last weekend. I had a ball with my girl Dallas. That we went, went away. That, yeah, you guys had a weekend away. We did have a weekend away. And uh, Got we very, saw that. I think we drank two bottles of JD between us. I can believe it. I, I walked out of the venue. We had we just survived. done soundcheck for, for Man Anorama. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out to our car and then like the, the motel very next door. It's like, hey, Jay, fucking Jay. And I look down and there's, I don't know how you saw me. Is it like I picked you out? Because I'm, I'm looking down there thinking, oh, yeah, there's Sammy with the red hair with the kind of blonde bits in it. But then, like, I'm looking at... Um, Dallas. Dallas. Here's this fucking goth chick with long black hair. <laughs> they were sitting in the sun drinking fucking whiskey. We Dallas has bl- famously bl- has blonde hair. Yeah. But, like, she had this shawl over her head to yeah. kind of, She you looked know, like she had black hair. Yeah. I'm we thinking, had the greatest the time. We two? did. We loved anyway, it. Anyway, uh, Man is a hit, so that's all you need to know. That's great. It was a hit. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And we had a weekend away. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. So, Russell Mulcahy, <laughs> there you go. Love okay, to I think fucking... We're, are we wrapping up? Let, let's wrap up now. Mm. Let's wrap up now. We've got episode two of Duran Duran. And we're only up to 1984. We don't even know we what don't year even we're know. up to. We're up to 1984. There is a <laughs> lot more to go. It's so hard. If Duran you have Duran. to do a show, it's so hard on well, Duran Duran. With these guys especially. So oh much my God. talent. So Incredibly. much to cover. So many Incredible anecdotes. talent. Incredibly hot. Everything, yeah, everything, yeah. and and our childhood. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So, thanks for listening tonight, montages. Good on you guys. If and it's music, maybe's or cool, cool shit, shit from, from the eighties, we're gonna talk about it. Especially if it's Dream Dream. Yeah, we'll Unreal. see you next week, part two. See Bye. you next week. <laughs> Here we come. <laughs> on your face. <laughs>